You, me, and your cursed trench coat makes three. Written and read by Nerdy Nerdenstein. Summary. Dean misses Cass so much during the Leviathan era that he uses his trench coat for comfort. That shit doesn't just wash out. When a witch slips a hex bag into Castiel's trench coat pocket, she expects it to turn Castiel into a feverish lover, keeping Dean stuck in the motel and off her tail. Little does she know that there's enough, ahem, organic material that was loaded into that coat for months that the spell latches onto it instead. The coat becomes consumed with providing pleasure for anyone it is near. Prologue. Uh, Dean, is this Castiel's trench coat? Sam asks, nose scrunched in distaste as he pulls a pile of stiff khaki material from the trunk of the Impala. Dean's arms are full of groceries, so he can't immediately snatch the coat from Sam like he wants to. Yeah, Sam, put it back. He grouses as his face flames. He quickly shoves the groceries into the trunk and grabs the coat from Sam, who dodges him, as he tries to pull the coat's layers apart. It stiffly unfolds, staying mostly balled up in firm peaks. What's all over it? Sam asks, scratching at one of the slightly milky-looking stains. Leviathan goo, I'm sure, Dean hisses, ears officially on fire as he manages to wrangle the coat out of Sam's grip to shove it back behind the wheel well on one side of the trunk. Weird, Sam says, wiping his hands on his jeans. I've had to get plenty of Leviathan goose stains out of my clothes during their heyday, and it never dried like that. Probably because Cass was their mothership or something, Sam. Leave it, Dean barks, closing the trunk and just barely missing Sam's fingers. Good thing years of hunting gave Sam some quick reflexes. You don't really need to find out what's going on. Fucking witches, man. Dean sighs as he swipes the key card to open the motel room door. Hopefully Sam found something at the library. My apologies, Castiel mutters to the red-headed woman who bumped into him a little when trying to pass them in the hallway. Dean's bags of gear were taking up a lot of the available hallway real estate. Castiel wriggles a little as Dean enters the room, feeling an itch he cannot scratch between his shoulder blades. He follows Dean into the room and runs straight into him as Dean stops to bend down to drop his bags just inside the threshold. With zero forethought on Castiel's part, his hand palms Dean's ass through his jeans. Cass? Dean squeaks, alarmed. My apologies, Dean. Castiel mutters, retracting his hand. Uh, no problem, man. Dean mutters, rubbing the back of his head. Where the hell is Sam? Dean asks to the empty room, taking a large step away from Castiel. He appears to still be at the library.
Castiel offers, having difficulty keeping his hands at his sides. They seem to ache to reach out towards Dean. At ten o'clock at night? Dean asks incredulously, throwing his phone to his ear after dialing Sam. Great, straight to voicemail. Something's wrong. Castiel stands as still as a statue, his torso feeling like it's going to vibrate out of its clothing. That itchy feeling has spread across his entire back and to his front as well. Well, we'd better head to the library to see what we can find. Dean pivots towards the door, but Castiel quickly grabs the handle and shuts it, standing in front of it. Cass, what the hell? Dean asks. We need to find Sam. Dean, I apologize. I did not intend to do that. Castiel breathes, fingertips white against the door behind him. He pries his left hand from the door and reaches for the doorknob with gritted teeth. Instead of the doorknob, Castiel somehow has Dean in his arms and up against the door in a flash of movement, his body plastered to the hunter, his breath hot on Dean's ear. Dean is breathing heavily, too. The once unbearable itchy feeling recedes to a dull roar. Cass, Dean says, trying and failing to push Castiel off him. What's going on, man? Castiel looks down and sees Dean's jugular pulsing at a wild rate. Unable to stop himself, he leans down, sticks his tongue out, and licks the pulsating patch of skin. Cass, Dean says, deathly still. What is happening here? You gotta help me out. I don't know, Castiel grits out. All I know is that I can't stop this. With that, he grinds his suddenly rock-hard erection against Dean's hip and sucks Dean's earlobe into his mouth. Bye-bye, itch. Dean sighs and relaxes into his hold, moaning a little as Cass increases the pressure on his earlobe. I can't stop this either, Cass, Dean says, panting a little. I don't know if I want to stop it. Dean, you don't, Cass hisses, pulling off of Dean's ear and gazing into his eyes with desperation, the itch returning with a vengeance. No, man, I mean it, Dean insists. I feel it too. I see the way you look at me, and I've been looking at you. We can't stop it. It's too strong. With that, Dean kisses Castiel. Soft lips are pillowing against his, moving. Dean's tongue is running along the seam of Castiel's mouth, begging for entrance. Castiel melts into it and it feels wonderfully right. He opens his mouth to swallow as much of Dean's tongue as he can, pushing his own into Dean's mouth and moaning obscenely. Hands of both are pawing, skimming, caressing, any body parts they can reach. Castiel grabs Dean by the open sides of his canvas jacket and twirls him around to one of the beds. He shoves Dean roughly onto the bed and crawls into his lap, rejoining their mouths. As he is still attempting to perform a tongue swap, Castiel shoves the jacket off of Dean's shoulders. He's happy to note that the flannel overshirt Dean was wearing goes with it. Now just a t-shirt to go. Castiel lets Dean continue to shuck off the two outermost layers, as he eagerly shoves his hands under the t-shirt, frantically touching every square inch, swooping around to Dean's muscular back and to the front again. When Castiel's hands skim over his nipples, Dean breaks the kiss and hisses, arching his back into the angel's hands. Yes, Dean, is all Castiel can manage before he dives for his neck as he's tweaking Dean's nipples with his fingers.
God, Cass, I never knew you. Dean chokes off and just moans Castiel's name several more times. Castiel is soaring, his body singularly focused, keeping as many points of contact with Dean as possible. Nothing else matters. Castiel runs his arms up and practically rips the t-shirt off of Dean, getting it stuck a little on his head. Dean's eyes are still hidden by the t-shirt stuck on his nose when Castiel abandons it and bites at the tendon running through the dip of Dean's clavicle. Dean hisses and rips the shirt the rest of the way off. Castiel is already grabbing his belt, practically vibrating with how much he needs to get Dean's pants off. Belt, button, and zipper all checked off his to-do list. Castiel plunges his hands into Dean's boxers and wraps his trembling hand around Dean's cock. It's so warm and stiff and wonderful. He strokes up and down a couple of times, loose and dry, and then palms the spongy head, getting a little pre-cum onto his hand. Castiel brings his hand up to his own mouth and licks Dean's spend off of his palm. Dean moans loudly, staring at Cass like he's never seen anything so attractive. Dean captures his lips again, threading a hand through Castiel's hair and using the other to run under the suit jacket and around to grip the top of his shoulder. Dean pulls down on his shoulder, grinding up with his hips to press their cocks together with more friction than simple gravity allows. Castiel works his hand between them and back into Dean's underpants, palm now wet, and starts jacking Dean in his fist. Dean moans into Castiel's mouth, swooping both hands down to palm at the twin globes of Castiel's ass. They continue their ministrations for a few minutes until Dean breaks the kiss to start unbuttoning Castiel's white dress shirt. Wearing too many clothes, Cass. Dean smiles, pulling his shirt tails from his pants. Once the shirt is open and untucked, Dean starts to run his hand along Castiel's stomach and chest, diving in to mouth at Castiel's neck. Dean is sucking on his Adam's apple as he begins to shove Castiel's dress shirt, coat, and suit jacket off of his shoulders and off of his left arm all at once. Castiel would have to actually remove his right hand from Dean's dick in order to remove them completely, and that's just not something Castiel is interested in doing at the moment. Yes, Dean whines, tugging at his elbow. Come on, take these off. I want to get you naked. Castiel grumbles but removes his hand and shakes his arm to drop the clothing to the floor. Castiel dives in to take Dean's mouth once again, but this time their teeth clack together and they wince in pain. My apologies, Dean, Castiel says, holding his own mouth. He attempts to grind down onto Dean's crotch, but Dean hisses in pain and pulls Cass off of him. You squished my business, Cass, Dean cries, holding the front of his boxers. Dean, I'm so sorry, Castiel says, standing next to the bed, feeling helpless. The itch is completely gone and he has no desire to try to touch Dean anymore, lest he hurts him again. Castiel snatches up his dress shirt and turns to stand at the window while Dean recovers. No, Cass, come back here, Dean insists. It's okay. Castiel turns from the window and looks at Dean. He's still on the bed, leaned back with his jeans unbuttoned and no shirt. He looks so good. Too good for Castiel. Castiel can't let his intense desire make him lose his head. He's lasted this long with maintaining distance between his crush on Dean and working with Dean. He can't let it slip now. And not when Sam is missing. 
If Castiel convinces Dean to move somewhere out of the friend-slash-coworker-slash-brother-shutter category, it won't be when Sam is possibly in mortal peril. He needs to get it together. We probably shouldn't lose focus on the case, Dean. Castiel says flatly, looking down as he refastens his buttons. Oh, yeah. Dean shakes his head, face reddening. We do need to find Sam. Yes, that's a good idea. Castiel says, hoisting the abandoned gear bags onto the table and pulling out Dean's laptop. We shouldn't be so distracted on a hunt. Dean reaches for his abandoned shirt behind him and pulls it on, sighing. Yeah, let me just hit the head and we can track his phone. He stands and buttons his pants back up to stalk to the bathroom and shut the door behind him. Castiel lets out a sigh and sits on the edge of the bed with his head in his hands. Okay, asshole, Dean says to the bathroom mirror. Get it together. Cass doesn't want you. Whatever just happened was a momentary loss of his head, probably from a millennia not getting any. Dean sighs heavily, turning on the tap to wash his hands. He's a fucking angel of the Lord. He doesn't want a dropout that he had to rescue from hell. Just go back out there and do the job, man. When he turns off the tap, Dean hears sounds coming from the room outside. There's the sound of shifting fabric and a stifled moan. He assumes Castiel is getting himself back to right so that they can find Sam. Maybe he needs to stretch a bit. Dean opens the bathroom door and stops dead in his tracks at the sight in front of him. Castiel is laid out on one of the beds on his back, eyes scrunched closed, and the belt of his trench coat stuffed into his mouth. He's breathing heavily through his nose, sounds of slight whimpers sneaking around the belt. His trench coat is laid out flat on top of him, covering him from collarbone to thigh, sleeves molded over Castiel's outstretched arms, hands hanging off either side of the bed. Even though Cass is completely covered, the fabric of the coat is thin enough that Dean can see exactly what he is doing under there. The outline of his erection and his hand running up and down his shaft slowly are clearly discernible through the khaki. Jesus, Cass, I'm not good enough for you, but your coat can help you out. Dean spits, striding up to the side of the bed. Castiel's head snaps to the side, his eyes locking on Dean with panic and fear. Cass, what the fuck? Dean asks, starting to suspect something much more nefarious going on. Both of Castiel's hands are hanging off the sides of the bed. How is he touching himself, then? Did he angel mojo himself another limb? Upon further inspection, it looks like the fabric itself is doing all the work. Castiel tries to mumble frantically through his gag, but Dean can't understand him. The trench coat bunches up in a swirl around his erection and he squeaks, muscles straining in his neck and his eyes bugging out. Dean grabs the belt in Castiel's mouth and pulls. It comes out, but not as willingly as Dean expected. Dean, Castiel pants. My coat seems to have come to life and has carnal desires. What the fuck? 
Dean groans again as he feels the belt in his hand starting to snake up his wrist. He starts shaking it off his hand and wrist, whipping it to the floor just next to the bed skirt. All right, let's try to get this thing off. Of you. Dean snorts and Castiel shoots him a dirty look. It snuck up on me and had me pinned before I even knew it, and somehow I was not a match for it in strength. Castiel mutters. Dean reaches for his sleeve and starts to pry it off of Castiel's arm. The damn thing is strong, Dean mutters, grabbing onto his wrist with his other hand for leverage. And that's when the coat uses Dean's force against him, suddenly going slack, making him jerk backwards quickly. Dean has just enough time to register that Castiel is completely naked and, hey, that's Castiel's cock, nice, when the coat is yanking him back towards the bed while swooping behind him with its sleeve. He topples onto Castiel and is quickly covered with the khaki fabric, face down on a nipple with a freckle at ten o'clock. His legs are still on the ground, at least until he feels something slithering around his ankles. The belt from earlier, still slightly damp from Castiel's spit, is winding around him in the leg of the bed. He's completely trapped. He can move his head slightly, and he turns to look up at Castiel's face. I told you, Castiel says, panting. The sleeve starts working on Dean's jeans and boxers, the belt shimmying around and pulling them down somehow. What the fuck is wrong with the Whoa! Dean yells as part of the coat starts rubbing against his cock. Dean, Castiel cries since the coat still seems to be doing stuff to him as well. Then the belt swoops around Dean's ankles once more and deposits him duly onto Castiel's naked form, before tucking them nighty-night with the world's horniest outerwear over top of them. Everything stops. In another circumstance, it would be kind of... nice... Sure, Dean is Donald ducking it on top of a naked cast, their bare legs tangling together. But still, it's nice. Like a little cocoon. A little naked cocoon with moist, heavy breathing and sweaty skin starting to slip on sweaty skin. Dean actually was hoping he would end up here with Cass one day soon, so as frustrating as this may be, he can see the horny silver lining. Then Dean feels fabric ripping down his chest and back. Somehow the coat has managed to tear his shirt into two clean pieces and slips them off his arms. His favorite Zepp shirt, the one with the Icarus that always makes him think of Cass, since it could easily be a falling angel. The bastard. You'd think it would be a cardinal rule not to do that to one of its kin. Guess there's no kinship in sentient fuck rags. Now well and truly naked, Dean looks at Cass in the eyes. What do we do now? Dean asks, trying not to stare at Castiel's lips that have been bitten a cherry red. I don't know. Castiel breathes, trying to look around for any possible escape route. He's wriggling a little, his erection flagging slightly but still noticeable on Dean's hip. Dean's situation is stiffening rapidly, due to said wriggling. Suddenly, the belt is back, twisting around Dean's cock, and, by the way, Castiel groans around his as well. Once Dean is fully hard, the belt retreats, slithering down his leg. The coat itself starts putting intermittent pressure on Dean's back, forcing him to start humping slightly, grinding the tip of his cock into Castiel's navel. Sorry, man, Dean apologizes. 
I swear I'm not doing this. It's the coat. It's okay, Dean. Cass says, straining a little. I think it may be best if we allow it to do what it will while we brainstorm a way out of this. Castiel clenches his eyes shut for a moment. I now suspect the lady I bumped into in the hallway was the witch we are tracking. She must have arranged all of this tonight to keep us occupied. Despite what the coat is making him do, Dean wilts a little. Was any of it real? So, Dean starts. What we did earlier? That was just the coat influencing you? I assume so. I did feel somewhat compelled. Castiel mutters. But Castiel stops himself, chewing his lip. Dean can feel him draw in a shaky breath. But what, Cass? Dean asks. But it's not something I was against, Castiel admits. It was just something I didn't think I could have. Dean shivers at that. Why couldn't you have it? Have me? Dean prods while still continuing to prod Castiel's navel. Dean, you are the world's greatest hunter. The righteous man. Castiel grunts, looking away. I'm a failed angel who is hated by his brethren. No one wants me. Are you kidding me? Dean barks, stunned. He bears down against the pressure the coat is putting on him, trying to resist moving. It only works slightly. Cass, you care more than any of those junkless ass clowns have ever cared about this planet. You are the only one willing to put it all on the line. Reputation be damned. You are the one who risks it all for the love of humanity. No one else comes close. Dean can't hold it anymore. This tense pose against the insistent pressure of the coat. He releases his muscles and his cock slides back up Castiel's stomach, making him gasp lightly at the sensation of dragging through the precum he had left there that was drying and getting a little sticky. The risks I have taken are not usually for all of humanity, Castiel groans. They are typically a little more selfish than that. Dean fights the coat again but manages to just slow the movements rather than to stop them. Well, it benefits all of humanity, so it still counts in my book. You are the best angel, and one of the best people I've ever met. Anyone would be lucky to have you. Dean finishes softly. He has managed to keep his hips at a slow grind, and if this were any other situation, it might be deemed romantic. Castiel is silent and Dean is just staring into his eyes with what little light is showing through the fabric. Then the head of Dean's cock catches on Castiel's navel, and they both close their eyes and shudder. Dean takes a deep breath. You see yourself as not good enough, as heaven's failed weapon. You aren't. You are capable and useful. And even if you weren't, I'd still want you around just because you're you. Dean insists. I know what you're thinking right now. That I'm telling you all this because I'm nice. Castiel looks caught. Well, believe it, buddy. It's all true. Even if I love you, it doesn't make it any less true. You love me? Castiel asks in wonder. 
of course I do, Dean stammers, a little taken aback that he said it aloud. He blames the boner, and the close quarters, and the humping. But in the way you love Sam, or Bobby, I'm like family, you've said so before. Castiel counters. Ew, no, Dean said, a little queasy. I don't think about family the way I think about you, pal. Have thought about you for years. I just didn't know what to call it for a long time. I think about you that way, too, Castiel admits, wriggling a little under him. The relief he feels at hearing those words breaks the tension in his abdomen and he lets the coat go wild. Okay, so even though I didn't agree to have sex with your fucking coat, we're okay? What we're doing? Dean grunts out. The last thing Dean wants Castiel to feel the first time their cocks touch is violated. We are okay. I'd rather our first encounter not have been forced like this, but... Castiel ends on a pleased hum. Well, maybe trapping us naked in a confined area was the only way to get us to talk, Dean admits. Perhaps a little less talking now. Castiel chuckles and strains his head forward to capture Dean's lips. Oh, okay. Dean breathes, meeting him halfway. Brainstorming is going to have to wait. Making out after a love confession is mandatory. Dean licks the seam of Castiel's lips and is granted entry, his tongue tangling with Cass's own and then back out to run over his lips. The belt is back and it starts to snake its way down the crack of Dean's ass, tickling Dean's most sensitive areas. Dean trembles as it makes its way down to his balls and wraps around them softly, tugging in the best way. Dean moans into Castiel's mouth, and Castiel breathes sharply in through his nose as the belt continues to explore them both. The sleeves of the coat have started to explore Dean and Castiel's inner thighs, making them both shiver, as the back of their coat shifts Dean so that their cocks are lined up. After feeling slightly rough fabric round his cock, nudging against Castiel's velvety smooth hardness is a relief. Dean sighs into his mouth. Castiel suddenly breaks his kiss, voice strained. Dean, we have to find a way out of this. Shit, he's right. Focus, Winchester. Maybe if one of us comes first, the coat will focus on the other one, and the first one can get away. Okay, then what? Castiel gasps. I'm thinking. Dean grits out. Then he has an idea. What about stuffing it in one of the gear bags? And there's some duct tape in one. We could wrap it in that to keep it in. Set the entire fucking thing on fire? Okay, that's a great idea. So who ejaculates first? Castiel asks, breathing heavily and sounding so damn sexy that Dean is about to come right then. Well, since the coat is covering me, I figure you go first and then slip out from underneath me. Good idea, Dean. Castiel cries as the belt wraps itself around their cocks and starts slightly dry but not unpleasantly jacking them together. Castiel closes his eyes, letting himself feel it, while Dean is going cross-eyed thinking of Bobby in a Speedo to stop himself from going off. Castiel's breathing is really picking up and he's muttering, Dean, oh Dean, quietly as he shakes his head back and forth. Dean is mesmerized. He can't think of anything else distracting. 
He's too caught up with watching this gorgeous man wriggle and moan underneath him. But he's holding back, not letting himself get drowned in it and tip over the edge. Castiel's cock twitches and gets impossibly harder underneath Dean's, and then Castiel is making a choked sound and Dean feels the wetness of his cum soaking into the belt and moistening his shaft. Bobby in a pink speedo. Bobby with Rufus in a matching speedo. Bobby and Rufus doing synchronized swimming in matching pink speedos. Castiel takes a few moments to catch his breath and lazily look up at Dean, who's trying like hell to hold on. The belt seems to have caught on to his reticence to come and is doing whatever it can, running up behind his balls and tickling his perineum, wrapping slightly around his balls and tugging. Okay, Cass, Dean wheezes. If you can get out, try now. I'll hold it up as high as I can. Dean lifts up from his elbows to his hands and tries to hold a plank as Cass squirms out and breaks free out of the side of the coat. Quicker than Dean could move post-orgasm, no doubt. Once he's slipped out of the way, Dean collapses onto the bed, and the coat is smothering him, having him completely wrapped. There's fabric rubbing his nipples and on his neck. The sleeves of the coat are wrapped around his thighs, spreading his legs obscenely while the tails of the coat snake up to his ass. Twisted into a cylindrical shape that could possibly be used to... Gas! Dean cries. Hurry up! I've got the bag and the tape, Dean. He can hear Cass's muffled response near his feet. I'm going to try to grab it. Once you get it off me, I'll turn over and try to help. Hurry! Dean yelps as the coat-tailed dildo of sorts attempts to breach him. Dean feels the coat being peeled off him, dildo first, thankfully, and he turns to see Castiel wrestling with the trench coat like a rabid chicken flapping around his head and trying to attach itself to him, and he turns to see Castiel wrestling with the trench coat like a rabid chicken flapping around his head and trying to attach itself to him. Dean launches himself from the bed and into the fray, they manage to twist the fabric in their hands, slowly taking control. Once incapacitated, they work on shoving it into the gear bag. Dean sits on it and reaches between his legs to zip it shut, when he realizes just how naked he is and how weird that position is. He jumps up and manages to cover the coat with his bare chest instead. Castiel doesn't seem to notice the change since he's working on the duct tape. Once the damned thing is trapped and taped, Wriggling slightly inside the bag, Dean flops back onto the bed. Castiel leaves the bag at the foot of the bed and crawls up next to Dean. Both men are gloriously naked. Dean's erection mostly flagged during the fight, but as soon as Castiel runs his hands up Dean's chest and leans in for a deep kiss, he's back in business. His cock twitches and bumps Castiel's elbow as he's rubbing soothing circles into Dean's chest. Castiel breaks the kiss and starts kissing down Dean's throat, his chest, stopping to suck a nipple into his mouth gently. Then he's working down further to his navel. He stops to swirl his tongue around it, forcing a heavy, breathy laugh out of Dean. Then he licks and sucks on Dean's slight tummy until Dean's cock is nudging him on the underside of his chin, the rough stubble making Dean shiver. Castiel tucks his chin down and captures Dean's cock in his mouth, just suckling at the head for a moment before swallowing him down. Dean chokes out a gasp and clutches the Castiel's hair. Castiel moans and Dean can feel it through his cock down to his toes. 
It's not long before Castiel has worked up a rhythm, adding his hand stroking up and down Dean's shaft along with his mouth, and keeping up a slight hum so that it feels like Dean's being sucked off by a vibrator. It makes his eyes cross, it feels so good. He feels the heat curling in his gut, and Castiel can tell he's close too because he speeds up a little and takes him a little deeper in his mouth. Cass, I'm gonna... Dean cries out, trying to pull Cass gently by the hair off of him. But Cass only hums louder and sinks down further, ready to take Dean's load. That's what does it. Castiel's eagerness to swallow Dean's cum sends him tumbling over the edge, crying Cass's name, squeezing his eyes shut, and doing a damn near sit-up as he explodes into Castiel's mouth. The bag at the end of the bed makes irritated shakes, like it knows it was robbed of something. Castiel crawls back up Dean's body and settles his head on Dean's chest, ear to his hammering heart. Castiel sighs contentedly. Dean rolls his head to the side, trying to catch his breath. Through his eyelashes, he sees a red head of hair quickly dip out of view from the semi-frosted window. So we've got a peeping witch, have we? Dean gets Castiel's attention and breathes instructions accompanied by swift hand movements to Castiel, who looks at him so intensely he almost derails Dean's entire plan with the beauty of his baby blues. After a little bit of confusion, the message is relayed and they are on the same page. They feign sleep, snuggled into each other with the duct-tape bag at the foot of the bed, shifting more acutely in its prison, causing the bed to rock in herky-jerky movements reminiscent of the magic fingers of yore. Dean's hunter ears pick up the hoodoo-aided near-silent movements of the witch as she opens the door and glides into the room. As soon as she approaches Castiel's side of the bed and leans over him, Dean whips his nickel-plated forty-five from under his pillow and aims it at her forehead with a smirk. Step away from the angel, he growls, or one of these witch-killing beauties will be between your eyes quicker than you can wiggle your nose. The witch, head of red curls and wearing a royal blue velvet dress with a cape for crying out loud, puts both hands up, brow furrowed in confusion. Castiel pops out of bed and behind the witch with his angel blade to her neck. Dean's not sure where it came from since it typically lives up the sleeve of his trench, and Castiel is not wearing a stitch of clothing. Maybe it does materialize when he needs it, instead of just being held in place by cufflinks. He's not supposed to be like this. He's supposed to be insatiable. She grouses in a Scottish brogue, shaking her head. Well, he's not wearing the coat right now, so... Dean trails off, gesturing with his head towards the bag on the foot of the bed. The coat? She asks, scrunching up her face. Sure, but the spell should have latched onto him as an organism, not be tied to the coat. On a molecular level, when one of my hex bags is placed in an article of clothing, the spell attaches itself to the closest and largest source of DNA, the wearer. Since this is a sex spell... I've designed it to further attach itself to the closest male byproduct. So it should have sought out his, uh, byproduct and latched onto him, not his coat. The witch laughs a little. I mean, for the spell to latch onto the garment itself, that coat would have had to be completely covered in. Dean pales. Castiel squints and tilts his head, completely confused. The witch smirks. But I washed it. A lot, Dean cries. 
Some things just don't wash out, dearie. Epilogue. Sammy! Dean Whisper shouts down the barrel of his gun and flashlight while making sweeping arcs across the stacks of the local library. Castiel follows close behind, very close, and Dean is pleased to know that it isn't the result of some witch's spell anymore, that Cass really just wants to be close to him. He stops short when he hears a thump coming down from a corridor lit with an emergency exit sign at the end. Castiel runs straight into him with a little oof, his crotch running right into Dean's ass. Get it together, man. Castiel slips his hands onto Dean's hips and whispers into his ear. Did you hear that? Dean's eyes lose focus at the warm breath ghosting across the shell of his ear and the large hands resting on his hips. I said get it together, damn it. Yeah, let's check it out, Dean says, pushing away all the intrusive thoughts. They head into the corridor and see two doors for the bathrooms and check the men's room first. They enter and flick on the light and have to take a minute to adjust to the fluorescent lights blinking on above them. Okay, should we check the ladies' room? Cass asks Dean, seeing no one. Cass? A weak voice asks from the largest stall at the end. Dean whirls towards it. Sammy? Dean, don't come in here! Oh, oh. Sammy cries, but the sentence turns into a choking sound. Sammy, are you okay? Dean says, starting towards the stall. Castiel moves between him and the stall door. Sam, do you require assistance? Castiel asks. What? Jesus, no! Sam cries, breathing heavily. Neither of you come in here. I'll figure it out myself. Sammy, what's going on? Dean demands. Are you hurt? I'm... Okay, Sam sighs. But I think the witch cursed my socks or something. Your socks? Dean asks. Yeah, Sam whines. They keep attacking me, sort of. The witch showed up out of nowhere, and I went for my knife and my boot, and she got to it sooner. Oh. Sam stifles a moan. But she must have done something to my socks because they started feeling really itchy, so I ran in here to take them off. But they came to life and kind of attacked me and... Oh, oh, oh. Sam trails off with a strangled cry. Realization hits as Dean and Cash share a loaded look. Oh, Castiel breathes. This is quite awkward. Fucking shit, Sammy, your socks... Dean says, trying not to laugh or cry. You are a walking fucking stereotype. Okay, I'll tell you how to get out of this, and then we will never speak of this again, you hear? The end. Thank you so much for listening, and I officially apologize.
Good idea, Dean. Castiel cries as the belt wraps. Ar- Castiel cries as the belt wraps itself around their cocks and starts slightly. Castiel cries as the belt wraps itself around their cocks and starts a slightly dry but not unpleasantly. Castiel cries as the belt wraps itself around their cocks and starts to slightly dryly but not unpleasantly, jacking them. No. Castiel cries as the belt wraps itself around their cocks and starts slightly slightly dry, but not unpleasantly, jacking them together. They manage to twist the fabric in their hands, slowly taking control. Slowly taking control. Once it is an... once it is in <laughs> once it is as incapacitated once it is once it is as incapacitated incapacitated once it is once it is as <laughs> okay once in com- once in ca- I I swear to god once incapacitated they work on shoving it into the gear bag but they came to life and kind of attacked me and oh, 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 oh. Sam trails off with a strangled cry <laughs> 